0: This is Dr. What, Dr. Where, Stories of Rural Medicine. It's the podcast explaining what it's like to further your training and practice medicine in regional Victoria. We've explored all kinds of medical specialties on this podcast, as well as the wonderful training and career opportunities across the footprint of Northwest Victoria and the Gippsland Regional Training Hubs. The Western Victorian Regional Training Hub has commissioned a series of episodes looking at different aspects of life and work in Western Victoria.
1: So this is partly where we're doing the renovations.
2: Hi everyone! Hi.
0: In this episode we're providing an in-depth look at East Grampians Health Service which serves an area of Victoria centred around Ararat town of about 10,000 people and one of the gateways to the Grampians.
1: So there's a few different ways we can go. Theatre is in here. Do you want to actually have a look? Yeah, we could
0: if that's right. Of course. It's a good example of rural health in practice, highlighting the training opportunities and the career possibilities in regional health services all around Victoria. We're
1: really proud of what we're doing here and it's really exciting to start seeing how we've developed uh, a complete pathway from internship through to rural generalists. So at the moment we haven't managed to put somebody chronologically through that five-year course but we've shown that we can provide meaningful medical experience and education and training at every single level of that pathway.
0: This is Dr Sophie Ping, their Director of Medical Services. The health services breadth of sites, services and training places means that for the lucky few who get a spot they get to learn a bit about everything.
1: We have campuses here in Ararat, we've got our acute hospital which we have inpatient um, surgery and an urgent care centre and also on this site we have a residential aged care facility Low Street we also have Garden View Court which is more of a hostel style residential facility And then we also have a large facility about half an hour away in Wallora. So the catchment stretches at least from Ararat to Wallora on either side. So out to the west is Stall about half an hour away and east again about half an hour away is Beaufort-Skipton. So it's never too far from a health service.
0: What's the scope of medical services that are on offer here?
1: So we have acute inpatient unit. We also provide surgical services. So again, not um, incredibly high acuity because um, we can't always provide the aftercare. But we do obstetrics. We're the only health service between Ballarat and Horsham that offers an obstetric service still. So we deliver babies. We do emergencies and plan c-sections as well. We do orthopedics, we do ENT, we do ophthalmology, we do general surgery. We have about 18 acute inpatient beds and our GP visiting medical officers are, provide admission and care for those patients. We have an urgent care centre here as well which is kind of a step down from an emergency department and that's manned by our GP VMOs as well uh, with support from my emergency doctor and Ambulance Victoria, and we have a big community program. So we've got a lot of allied health, we've got community programs, we've got district nursing, um, and we have the residential aged care
0: facilities. So that's pretty comprehensive for a town of just over 10,000 people. It is, yeah. How would that furnish a, a training opportunity for a junior doctor... Or what are some experiences that someone early on in their career in medicine might be able to get across here?
1: About six or seven years ago, we implemented an intern training program. Previously, and still the biggest intern training program is in Ballarat Health Services. We've now got five postgraduate medical council of Victoria places funded here, as well as three Commonwealth places. The beauty of our intern program is that people actually get to be incredibly involved and on the ground with a lot more hands-on experience right from the outset. So as soon as they finish medical school, they get to have that experience. That's not to say that the experience you get at Ballarat Health Services or larger regional or metro hospitals is not still absolutely amazing, but it's a different kind of experience here. So it's very hands-on very much one on one interactions with the doctors, the surgeons, the anaesthetists, much more multidisciplinary in terms of breaking down silos and being able to interact with allied health and nursing staff daily. That big
0: strategy change six years on, have you seen a change in the workforce makeup? Have people come back to practice here? What's the overall influence been putting a larger emphasis? On training?
1: Absolutely. We've seen um, massive benefits to the community. So f- this year, for example, one of our general practice registrars was in our intern program a few years ago. So we're seeing people coming back to the training sites that they visited early on in their careers. And what we're hoping to do is instill a love of the community in doctors in their very junior years of training and showing them that there's continuity and that they can come back and provide care and be involved in the community at different levels of their career. And it's, it's really lovely to see people start coming back.
0: Dr Angus McCormack is a junior doctor taking advantage of East Grampians continuity in training. He's currently an HMO, training to become a rural generalist and previously training as an intern at East Grampians Health Service. He's already experienced a lot of interesting medicine in his role, despite only
3: starting a few weeks ago. Well, when I was a, a medical student at Deakin University, I was I did my third and fourth clinical years in Ballarat, and sort of through the grapevine, you hear about some of the interns working on the on the Grampians program, and you hear very good things that they get a lot of hands-on experience during their year, their intern year, which is a little bit out of the ordinary for for first-year doctors. The experience that I'm getting right now, it's evident even in the first couple of weeks working here. It's sort of an interesting combination of I get a lot of autonomy because I'm really the only doctor working in the hospital at any given time. Um, It's obviously a VMO model run here. So the GPs are the admitting doctors but they are usually tied up in 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 the clinic for large parts of the day. So I do have relative autonomy. But at the same time, I know they're there and there is a lot of support. So in in that sense, it's a really interesting place to train. It, it's, it sort of bridges the gap between general practice and sort of acute medicine quite nicely. And it's it's sort of um, a teaser for for what rural generalism might be like in the future for when I'm more sort of senior. I guess in addition, there's there's a lot of, like I alluded to before, there's a lot of support um, the whole all the administration are, are really fantastic and like I said they want to try and keep a lot of the junior doctors in the area and so there's a lot of education available for us
0: has there been any kind of interesting experiences in the last couple of weeks as you've started
3: yeah there's been there's been plenty just I guess the thing about rural medicine is that it's still normal medicine so anyone could walk through the door in urgent care and just because you know we're not the trauma centre at the Alfred, or something like that, you know, it doesn't mean that patients are going to decide for themselves on a, you know, Melbourne might be more appropriate. We just we just got to treat whoever walks through the door. So, yeah, there've been several occasions in the last, even the last couple of weeks, where quite sick patients have come in, and I've worked them up, often with guidance from one of the senior doctors or an anesthetist if they needed airway support, and you know, we've transferred them either down to Melbourne or back into Ballarat, the, the next largest hospital. So it, it happens sort of fairly regularly. Do you have an indicator of where you want to end up once you've completed your training at this point? I haven't fully decided, but I, you know, I wouldn't be here if the idea of doing rural generalist training didn't appeal to me. I think that sort of variety that is possible within rural generalist training really appeals to me and whether that's sort of doing general practice with an advanced skill in anaesthetics or obstetrics or um, I do I do like the idea of sort of procedural skills like like those two I mentioned but I've got a background um, I've done some research in sort of the alcohol and other drugs sphere so that's always sort of been in the back of my mind Um, I've really enjoyed um, the times where I've done palliative care rotations both at medical school and just informally both here and on the ward and in Wallora as well. So yeah, there's a few different areas of interest that I'm kind of thinking about at the moment.
0: And what's it like getting to go across to all the different
3: locations around East Grampians Health Service? It's really great. Wallora in particular is is lovely. It's you know, for those who who are unaware it's a it's a smaller Farming Town, about 25, 30 minutes out of Ararat. And there is a, a small hospital there attached to East Grampians. Attached to that is, is a sort of an aged care facility, but also there, there are some acute beds there. Often it's patients who might not be quite ready to go home but aren't sick enough to be on the ward here. So we, we send them there just sort of for some more observation and some rehabilitation, physiotherapy before they're right to go home. And a lot of them will often end up at Parkland House out, out the back of the Woolora Hospital. But it's, it's just a really nice place. It's very tranquil. It's completely different to any other aged care facility sort of I've ever seen. It's, it's a nice – I go out there on a Friday morning and it's a really nice drive just to clear the head and everyone's lovely out there. Yeah, well Laura in particular is great. But yeah, just being able to get out of the hospital and go to Low Street or Garden View Court, they're all it's 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 a nice way to break up the week.
0: What was it like moving out to Ararat, considering you're not from this region?
3: Mm. Yeah, so I'm from Perth originally. I've lived in Victoria now for eleven years, but the last three years I've been based in Ballarat and now I'm back up the freeway towards Melbourne. But It's been a nice change of pace. I mean, I think, you know, I grew up a city boy, but I've very much enjoyed the slightly slower, laid-back pace of life in Ararat, and I I like being able to actually see nature rather than being stuck in an inner-city suburb. So don't tell everyone in Melbourne, but everyone's a bit nicer out here as well. So (laughs) it's it's been really nice, a nice change of pace. Having places like the Grampians on your doorstep would be pretty excellent too. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, so many places to go hiking if you're into that, but mostly wineries, which I'm into. <laughs> yeah. Just
0: lastly, do you have any kind of expectations for this year or anything you're hoping to get across while you're
3: training in Ararat? I think I'm just trying to get through it unscathed mostly. Last year was a bit of a baptism of fire with the whole COVID year and it's almost back to normal. But this year I think it's more more of a consolidation year for me, just learning and implementing some of the skills I've learnt during internship and starting to perfect them, but also sort of stretching my thinking to that of a doctor who now needs to work a bit more autonomously without having to run every single little thing past past the supervisor. So a bit of consolidation, a bit of stretching my, my learning, and um, I guess the second half of the year will be gearing up into, you know, if I decide to apply for GP training for next year, you know, Rural journalism training, that will sort of be on the cards preparing for that but yeah mostly just going into it with an open mind trying to get as much as I possibly can out of it, not going in with any expectations but just you know grabbing any opportunities as they come in.
4: We're in our sixth year now and the intern training program has expanded from five to eight. But the good news is we have sort of now starting to see some of our previous interns come back and continue their training within the, the town and the region more broadly. So um, this year one of our interns from last year um, has commenced an HMO position at the health service and one of my other interns, um, he is now a registrar at the Ararat Medical Centre.
0: That's Sarah Woodburn, the Manager of Development and Improvement. The HMO she mentioned is Angus. Part of her role involves managing the junior medical staff and the growing training pathways at East Grampians Health Service, which helps support junior doctors who wish to train and eventually practise in the region.
4: Yeah, and that was the whole aim of the program, was to try and get people with an interest in rural medicine to train locally and hopefully stay locally. Previously, to go on and do further study, you needed to do some of those in either the bigger regional centres or in Metro Melbourne. But with these new programs that are coming through, we're building towards having all the steps available in the regional areas.
0: What was it like bringing out junior doctors and, and medical students, people in their early careers? Was was that a bit of a challenge, getting things started?
4: Um, it was very much a challenge to get things started Um, our biggest concern was if they came and did their first year with us would would they be able to go to other places to get their ongoing training and yeah we've seen now that that does happen and all of our candidates have been successful in you know um, having successful careers in medicine Um, One of the challenges has been that being a small program, um, sometimes the intern can feel that they're a little bit socially isolated. So we've done a lot of work to try and make them feel part of the community and part of our team. Um, We make sure that there's an opportunity every week for them to go back and um, socialise with and learn with the other interns so that they're not on their own for the whole time. And the beauty of now having some former interns back here working is that they can support the interns now that are coming through. um, So that's great. But on the positive side, like if you're the only intern working in a certain rotation at any particular time, the opportunities that you have for your learning and your training are so great. You work one-on-one with the consultants, um, the surgeons, the general practitioners. So you haven't got all the layers that you might find in a bigger hospital, which would dilute your learning and training experience. So for those people with an interest in that area, it's a great learning opportunity.
0: And you mentioned the other interns. (laughs) So the other interns, are they interns... Oh, Ballarat
4: yeah. Health Service? Yeah. So the interns um have the opportunity to meet up as a group. So the team of eight meets up weekly. And our um, education program is with the interns from Ballarat Health Service. And I think there's another 28 or 30 interns in that program. So that gives them lots of connections. All of our interns have been to uni with some of the interns from Ballarat Health Services as well. So they've got great connections in the area both in a small group and in the larger group.
0: On top of helping grow the workforce here, is there any other way that these training pathways help the health service?
4: Oh, definitely. Any opportunity that we have for the training of new junior staff, it makes us evaluate what we're doing with our practice as they're coming through. Um, To be able to teach and to supervise, you do question how well that you're doing your own practice and I think that's a really great opportunity Um, just to have some young fresh vibrant people come into the um, health service it gives a really good buzz and you can sort of see it as you're walking around everyone's happy to have learners and trainers here in the organization because of the positive impact that they have as part of our compliments and concerns program uh, our CEO will communicate directly with the intern when they receive a compliment, and that's something that they've never received, you know, one-on-one communication with the CEO. Um, So if they're a large hospital, that would never
2: happen.
0: What does a regular day look like for East Grampians Health Service?
2: It really fluctuates. You You can have a day where it's really quiet, but then you can have a whole week where the nurses are just flat out and the doctors are here constantly.
0: That's a hard question for anyone to answer and you might think that a small town means small medicine, but that's definitely not the case here. Tracy Walters is the manager of acute services, which covers the medical surgical ward, urgent care, oncology and midwifery. She says the cases which come through the doors of East Grampians Health are just as broad as a metro hospital.
2: During the day, the medical centres open so anything that can go to the medical centre we would send up there and we only have sort of the more urgent cases here but after hours we get anything and everything and really anything that can turn up to a big hospital in melbourne can turn up here as well so we never really know what we're going to get and yes we transfer them people out but we also have to stabilize them first so our doctors are quite busy and we feel it has got busier just in the last sort of 18 months as well.
0: How busy would the surgical ward be here?
2: So in our at the theatres run five days a week, Monday to Friday, and they have two theatres running. So people who stay overnight will come to us, and we have like quite a variety of surgery done in our at. So there's anything from general surgery to orthopaedic, gynaecology, ENT. Urology, So there's there's quite a variety. So our staff sort of get to look after a real variety of patients. Uh, Probably six is the most we would get back in one day. And some days we might only get one or two. So it really fluctuates uh, with the theatre coming back. And medical patients, they might come directly from the medical centre or admissions will come through urgent care. And we can get down to like five, six patients or we can be full with sort of 20 patients. So it's, it's one of them places where you just don't know what you're going to get.
0: How would that shape a training experience for someone who's starting their early years as a doctor out here?
2: Look, I think it's a real challenge because, once again, as I said, we could get anything that a bigger hospital can see. Like you think, oh, you're not going to get much out in the rural areas, but the rural areas still get people coming in having major car accidents. We have... Oh, A couple of weeks ago, we had a guy who had a burst aneurysm and we had to give a lot of blood and stabilise him and then get him sent off down for immediate surgery. And you just... Those sort of things can just happen out of the blue. We had someone brought in with a gunshot wound last year in the ute. His dad just brought him in. Um, You just don't know when those things are going to come. So it's good experience for a learner doctor or nurse, anyone in the medical area. And our last resident doctor, he um, did one day of anaesthetics a week also, so he sort of got that experience. So he he would do rounds with the doctors, so he would go and see all the medical patients every day as well as all the urgent care patients who came in. So I think there is a variety there for them.
0: Variety is something which attracted Dr Prasad Fonseca to consider practising regionally. He's one of the GP anaesthetists who a trainee would work with at the health service, and just like Tracy mentioned, he sees a variety of medicine.
5: Yeah, actually, it's a the only place in uh, is the rural areas the people come to the hospital in their town for any reason, even to see a GP urgently or whatever the medical issues. Come to the emergency department, it can be from very bad very serious as well as very simple things then uh, gp the only one has to look after all range of clinical scenarios here
0: so what would a ordinary day look like for you working across a clinic or perhaps in theatre is there a mix of those kind of things
5: actually it's a mixture of practices so pretty interesting because uh, i don't know i feel like a little bit bored work as a GP only in the clinic every day in the the year but if you break the work set up like theatre for a couple of days and GP clinic and look after the emergency department it makes your work interesting and you see new things all the time and I think that's a good way to practice.
0: So that was something that you specifically sought out when you were looking for a, a job?
5: I work as a anaesthetists before come here and I it's a good uh, opportunity to keep my practice going as well as uh, looking uh, after the people who come to the emergency department as a different you know like emergencies trauma and like medical emergencies
0: what sort of case mix would you see as well would you spend a significant amount of time working with anaesthetics or more clinical environments
5: uh, it's like nearly 50-50%. Like usually we work in the clinic five days in the week and uh, we usually three days in the clinic and two days in the theatre as well as uh, we have to do the on-call shift in the emergency department. This is happening once a week. Also we have to work probably one day, uh, two months in the work in the emergency department in the hospital.
0: How important is having a subspecialty on top of your GP training working in a community like Ararat?
5: Yeah, it's a, Ararat is a, like a rural place. It's not like other big places like in Ballarat. They don't have you know, on-call anesthetists and uh, especially obstetricians and emergency physicians. Only the GP, then they should have to look after all clinical scenarios present to the East Campion Health Service then uh, they need anaesthetics capabilities and some obs- obstructions as well as emergency physicians. Then actually, so if you work in the rural setup, then you need to have some kind of training in sub to work as an effective GP in the rural.
0: What's it like living in a community the size of Ararat as well?
5: Yeah, actually, when I was coming here first um, nearly 10 years ago, then or somebody in Ararat told me like, Doc, you're living in a town like Ararat, uh, in a small community, everybody knows you, but if you go to a bigger city, you're living in a big community, but nobody knows you, <laughs> and uh, pretty innocent kind of people, and they're pretty very friendly, and uh, you know, happy to help you at any time.
0: When people are considering a career in rural medicine, they might think of a few challenges to do with perhaps trying to further their skills or, you know, feelings of isolation or anything like that. What's been your experience trying to pursue things like professional development or trying to further your skills while working out here?
5: Actually, the professional you know, development, not this COVID, you know, situation, but otherwise uh, we have pretty much good opportunities to keep our professional development up with the hand skills up and uh, we can do some um, p- uh, one-to-one clinical attachment in bigger hospitals to keep our knowledge up to date as well as uh, other training sessions and uh, CPD activities to keep our professional development. I think it's pretty similar opportunities uh, p- GPs having in CT uh, practice also and um, the thing is like uh, isolation kind of thing but you know we i have very close friends live in uh, cities talking to them i don't feel much of the isolated here and we have enough uh, friend groups and you know we have a lot of social events to go for and actually what we do compared to the people living in cities not much difference i don't think so. it's a isolation in the country town but I think so you were exposed to the more relaxed environment than living in a, you know, like a concrete environment in the city.
0: <laughs> Definitely, the lifestyle aspects are a, a massive point of difference for living out here compared to the middle of a large metropolitan city. Mm. Is that something that attracted you to working regionally?
5: Actually, yes. And uh, the travelling is, you know, we go to the road is very relaxed driving and you plan to go to a place in a certain amount of time, you will be there. Uh, you can buy what you, know, what you want pretty easily in the rural setup and no need to go to city. And I haven't been to Melbourne for the last one year now, <laughs> but I haven't missed anything.
0: <laughs> Going back to the healthcare that's on offer at East Grampians Health, the surgical services work hand-in-hand with the other areas of the health service. Kirsten Carr is the perioperative unit manager and says they deliver every part of a patient's journey through surgery.
6: It can be done over the phone. So we do some phone admissions and interviews for the admission process and the discharges, we always follow up with follow-up phone calls next day. So it can all, it's all done here on site.
0: Brilliant. And how important is having that comprehensive level of surgical care from start to finish for I the community? Are,
6: it, it's ultimate goal is patient safety and it, it gives them that secure knowledge that, you know, we are we know their history from their questionnaire, not from knowing them because we don't know them, but um, yeah, we have a history for the patient, um, we can plan for their safe journey through the perioperative or through the, their theatre journey and also plan their discharge before they even come in. So we can plan if they need physio or anything. It's all planned in that, in that admission phase.
0: Having one point of contact for that entire journey can provide yes. a, a whole range of benefits to you know, the patient as well as the health Absolutely. service. Absolutely,
6: yeah. And it's, there's also a lot of personalised care as well. Um, I find myself ringing patients at times... Are you still wanting this surgery because you've been waiting for so long? Um, And I can actually talk to them personally as well, which you wouldn't be able to do in a big big institution.
0: Not having to travel to actually have the procedure done as well?
6: Amazing. Absolutely amazing.
0: What impact would that have on the patient?
6: The not travelling... After surgery, the last thing you want to do is get in a car and travel an hour or two hours down the road. So to be able to go home here within 10 or 15 minutes... Um, You're in your own home. It's got to be good for your mental health.
0: Have you been working at the health service very long?
6: Yeah, uh, 25 years. Right. So in theatre for 21.
0: Has there been much of a change in terms of what's on offer here over that time? Uh,
6: Huge, hugely. When I first started here, we had a general uh, surgeon. He was amazing and he did pretty much all the specialities, but he was a general surgeon. So over the years, we've we started off with I think an orthopaedic and an ENT surgeon that came whilst we still had our general surgeon and then he moved on and we then started getting a lot more specialized surgeons in
0: with the shift towards changing standards and uh, more specialized types of surgery a lot of times smaller health services can be left behind but it sounds like that's not the case here
6: we've got amazing management who are very passionate too I find if I say look I need this for this and this they will support me and you know move heaven and earth to try and get whatever piece of equipment it is that I need or so yeah I do find the management has been fantastic over the years as well.
0: Does that sort of have a flow-on effect to the rest of the health service and the services that are on offer here?
6: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, you've got your inpatient unit, so we have our midwifery in the inpatient unit, which you wouldn't be able to have if you didn't have the theatre, because we're there for the emergency and elective cesarean sections. And there's also other things that happen during birth that you might need a theatre for. So, you know, we complement each other very well. And of course, they take our post-operative bigger cases too. Um, We've got a fantastic physio department uh, dietitian department occupational therapy and we all work in you know very closely we all know each other well so you know we've got that relationship as well where uh, we know what the other's doing or thinking or you know what the other needs to do or think
0: and what's the support like from larger health services down the road in Ballarat or the metro health services as well when there's something that perhaps stretches the capacity or the um, you know, the healthcare limits of East Grampians?
6: So, um, well, my biggest, uh, one of my units is my dialysis unit. So we're a satellite unit from the Royal Melbourne and they're always, always um, on the end of the phone. So very, very supportive. Even at the weekend, I had an issue with one of the machines and I rang the Royal Melbourne and they fixed it over the phone. So there's really good support. The Ballarat Base, they've been very supportive over the time. I had recently a problem with an infection control um, question. Our infection control coordinator was on holidays. I rang the base as infection control coordinator and she was on the other end of the phone helping me out. So, yeah, I do find we get a bit of support from the what you call the more regional hospitals. What
0: do you look for in trainees or or colleagues that uh, come out here to work? Is there anything that, like any attributes you think would stand out for a rural doctor? Uh,
6: Yeah, I I don't do the hiring and the firing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You kind of, you see them and you walk through the door, and they walk through the door, and you can tell if they are interested or if they're not. Same token, I had one intern, he was fantastic. He said, look, this is not my field, but I'll make the most of it. He was very interested in sort of the psych side of things. But he came in, he did his surgical rotation and he left here and he loved it. Absolutely loved it. I think he still went and did psych in the end. But he came in with this, oh, I'm not really going to enjoy it. I'll do my best, but I'm not going to enjoy it. And he loved it. And, and the other ones you can sort of look at, you think, oh, are they going to be, are they going to cut the mustard? Because, you know, we do see some not nice things and... Yeah, sometimes they it affects people in different ways, so, yeah. You've also got to be mindful of that at the same time and be there to support them as well. Yeah, you see saw, you saw them walk through the door and think, yeah, you're going to be all right, or no, you're going to need a bit of help. And But we are always there to help too. I've got some fantastic senior staff that um, yeah, will help the interns. The interns tend to gravitate towards the nursing staff, which is quite funny. And i I like them to learn from the nursing staff because they learn well then. (laughs) They learn the right way.
1: (laughs) Oh, here's Angus. Hi, Mark, how are you? So this is our nurses station, essentially, where all the uh, incredibly important work happens. Angus clearly here, organising everybody. Um, Amazing group of nurses here. Um, Tag is Terry ann who's now Tel, but we still call her Tag, in charge. Um, Noisy time of the day now, we've got, we're in double time, so we've got handover happening.
0: Finally, what's next for East Grampians Health Service? Here's Dr Ping outlining some of the projects currently underway. And there's a bit of construction work going on at the moment. There is. So does that mean you're expanding healthcare capabilities or renovating areas of the hospital?
1: Both of those things. So we're um, renovating areas of the hospital so that they're brought up to absolute best standard. One of the things that we are doing is increasing the size of our second theatre. So what that will mean is that we're able to offer more surgical services and ideally provide a higher acuity of service as well. The other thing that we're always interested in doing is improving the facilities that are already in existence. So part of the upgrades are to our um, central sterilising department, so our CSSD, and that means that we can... Well, that's absolutely quality and safety, but it's great to be able to do that on site so that we don't need to outsource. Um, the other thing that is constantly going on, and particularly with the Royal Commission into Aged Care, we're looking at improving all of those facilities as well, so there's always a push towards renovating so that all residents can have private rooms with private en-suites and yeah, making sure that the grounds are appropriate and that's um, we use the Montessori model here at the Low Street Residential Aged Care facility, and so we're always about holistic holistic care and safe, nurturing, educational, and safe environments as well.
0: Thanks to our guests for taking the time to discuss their work, and thank you for listening. This episode was part of a series of conversations with doctors in regional Victoria. There's more episodes available which focus on a wide range of medical specialties and all things rural medicine. Find us on your podcast app of choice, and if you're enjoying the series so far, give us a five-star rating. It helps us reach more people looking at a career in rural medicine. Deakin University's School of Medicine has collaborated with Monash Rural Health to create this episode. Deakin operates the Western Victoria Regional Training Hub, Monash Rural Health, the Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs. There are hubs all across the country helping medical students and junior doctors learn more about practicing medicine in regional Australia. To find out where your nearest Regional Training Hub is, visit the link in the episode show notes or just search Regional Training Hubs. Dr Watt Dr. Ware is presented by Patrick Laverick, that's me, and it was made possible by funding from the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program at the Commonwealth Department of Health.